Canada has received negligible risk status for BSE. Bob Lowe is president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. It's been a long time coming. As one guy puts it, it today would be 18 years and eight days. So, But who's counting? 18 years and seven days to get this done. So, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. Just talk about the, the work that's gone into to reaching this stage. A pile of it, both by, by CCA and, and by... All facets of the federal government, I, I would suggest. CFIA has done a lot of work. Canada has done a lot of work. It's just, you know, the rules are the rules. And so we had to go by the rules, and, and we have successfully completed that. So, What's this going to mean for uh, the, the beef industry going forward? Well, I think it's huge. Um, we, we don't have this hanging over our heads anymore. And, you know, we, we've made a lot of trade deals with our controlled risk status and there's, but there's still countries in the world that are using, uh, using that as an excuse for, for whatever reason. Now we're at negligible risk status. We're the same on the same level playing field as everybody else. That that's one thing gone that should make making trade deals easier. I mean, it should add value to the cattle in Canada. And what I'm really hoping is it will be a, a mental thing with producers, you know, BSE, when it hit in May in 2003, hit everybody right between the eyes. And, and we're over it and done with it, and hopefully it will instill some confidence in in our producers and our younger producers to start increasing our coward. We've missed a couple of cycles now. And Bob, um, just just looking back, I guess, um, you know, talk, talk about the impact that... Um you know, BSE had at that time and, and, you know, how the industry has, I guess, uh, recovered up to this point? Well, the impact when you, when you export 50% of your production and all of a sudden you don't have, there's no country in the world will take any of it. Uh, cattle in places turned into, they were completely valueless for a little while. Um, the in- industry came together, uh, very strongly, but the big thing that happened, I believe, you know, industry did a lot of work to to make the transition as smooth as possible, but really the the people of Canada, we ate our way out of it. Uh, beef consumption in Canada actually went up when our border was closed. Only country in the world that that's ever happened when they've had a BSE event. So you got to really thank the people for getting this out getting us out of this way over production of cattle by we, we ate ourselves out of it. And we carried on with trade deals as industry. You know, we still, we're trading to more countries now than we were then. Um, what this does will hopefully make those trade deals more profitable, but there's a lot of work left to go yet. I mean, we've got to go country by country and explain our status to them now and explain where we need to be. Are there, um, Further steps, or I guess further hurdles here going forward that uh, need to be overcome, or yes, well, yes, but there the hurdles will be convincing other governments that that there's no need for their BSE requirements on on our beef coming in. You know, the over thirty month requirements, the awful stuff. Uh, we don't, we don't need that anymore because we have the same status as every other country now. So 
but that's going to be, you know, things don't change overnight. And a lot of this stuff is regulation in other countries. And so when you're dealing with other countries, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not that easy. That was Bob Lowe, president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Canada has now received negligible risk status for BSE. Dr. Jeff Shano operates a grain farm near Central Butte, Saskatchewan, and has been working as a soil scientist for the University of Saskatchewan for 33 years. He's been taking part in soil research with the Canadian Light Source using their state-of-the-art synchrotron. Dr. Shano chatted with Golden West reporter Blaze Wozniak. What we're interested in is looking at the fate of fertilizers that we add to the soil and especially how that fate uh, affects the availability of the fertilizer to the plant as well as potential losses. So uh, what we've been doing is is looking at, uh, at what happens to phosphorus fertilizers, sulfur fertilizers, and more recently micronutrient fertilizers when they're, when they're added to the soil. Uh, what kinds of compounds are formed and how does that relate to the availability of those nutrients to the plant, the crop response that the grower will see, and uh, also uh, it also also has implications in, in, in reducing the losses of those fertilizers to the environment. What type of results did you find during this research? Well, what we've been doing in our, in our research work is, is we look at, at, at uh, um, fertilizer management practices, and there's what's called the four R's of fertilizer management, the right source, the right rate, the right time, the right place. Um, what do we need to do to, to get the best uh, performance out of that, that fertilizer in, in the context of, 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 of rates, forms, placements, and timing? And so, and so what we've, we've really found is that, uh, is that uh, for example, when it comes to placement, uh, putting that fertilizer in the soil uh, can influence uh, the kinds of compounds that get formed. And uh, if we, for example, band fertilizer phosphorus or micronutrients into the soil, uh, what we find is that uh, those forms tend to stay in plant-available uh, uh, forms of, of nutrient longer, and that uh, helps uh, the plant access and utilize those nutrients. So the uh, Canadian light source, the synchrotron, has proven to be an effective tool in revealing uh, what kinds of 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 of, uh, of of forms are, are produced in the soil after those fertilizers are added. And it hel- has helped us to understand what's the best placement, how the uh, time of application uh, can be modified to, to best uh, improve the performance of those fertilizers. Were these results at all surprising to you? Um, I guess, you know, over the years we've used a combination of chemical techniques, traditional chemical extractions, and more recently the uh, Canadian light source, the, the, the spectroscopy, to take a look at what's happening to these fertilizers once they hit the soil. And I guess in some respects the results were, were not surprising, but, but uh, uh, the, the uh, Canadian light source uh, results did help verify what we thought was happening to those fertilizers uh, as they reacted with components of the soil like clays and carbonate minerals and, and how the time of residence in the soil affected their, their solubility and availability to plants. That was Dr. Jeff Shino chatting with Golden West reporter Blaze Wozniak.
That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Blaze Wozniak, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.